Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Detour to Justice. The Green Hornet strikes again. Pete Rader had a passionate love for two things his family, and his country. Pete worked the swing shift at Peerless Aircraft, 10 hours a day, seven days a week. And there was no record of absenteeism against him since his first day at the plant. And on the day when the foreman of Pete's department came around and asked the boys to sign up for 10% of their pay in war bonds, Pete just laughed out loud. <laughs> oh, look, pal, I'm only 30 years old. I was born and raised in Germany. I was there when Schickelgruber and the Nazis took over. Yeah, I know all about that, Pete. So what? So don't try to tell me about war bonds. I'm making good dough now. Twice as much as I ever made in my life. Sure, sure, Pete. And you're earning every nickel of it. But look, what about signing up for 10%? <laughs> I started to tell you. Ever since I've been at Peerless, half of my check goes into war bonds every week. And brother, we live plenty good on the rest of it. Some of you guys ought to have to put up with that crazy Hitler for a while. Then you'd know how well off you are. Here, give me that. Where do I sign, huh? Yes, Pete Rader and his wife, Anna, lived well in America. And they were grateful for the American way of life. Every week, the neat little stack of war bonds in Pete's safety deposit box grew larger. And the man felt a keen satisfaction in the knowledge that he was contributing mightily to the future security of the things he loved his family, and his country. And then... Hi. Is anybody at home? Oh, there you are. Thought maybe you'd gone out. The door was locked. Hey, how come? No supper? Hey, What's wrong, Anna? Oh, Pete. Pete, I'm afraid. Afraid? What, what do you mean, honey? I sent the children to the movies, Pete. They don't know who he is. I, I don't know who who is. What are you talking about? He's out in the kitchen, waiting for you. Waiting for... In the kitchen. Well, hello, Vida. Carl. Carl. You! <laughs> Surprise? It's 
sorry, old boy. I, I wasn't able to announce this little visit. Not even to my only brother. What are you doing here? Well, really now, that's quite a story. Replete with adventure, intrigue, chess, and even a bit of romance. I've been telling Anna about it while we waited for you. Carl was shot down in England. They sent him to a Canadian prison camp. But only temporarily. The escape was nicely arranged. So. I've often wondered about you, Carl. Are you were, what you were doing? I never thought we'd meet again like this. Turns out to be most convenient for me. I really need very little assistance, Peter. With a little money and suitable identification, I can make my way to a certain place along the coast. And in a very short time, I'll be back in Germany. Ah, with a handsome promotion. I might even be made a commander in the Luftwaffe. You think I'll help you get back? Do you think you won't? I know I won't. Carl, when I left Germany, I made a choice of my own. You did the same and you stayed there. You're playing on the wrong team, Carl. Am I to understand that you refuse me, my brother? Just so there won't be any misunderstanding, get this. I'm not only refusing to help you. I'm going to turn you in. You're joking. No, Carl, I mean it. You made your choice, I made mine. I still think I'm right. And I'm not going to tear down what I've been building up to help you get back to Germany. In that case, perhaps I can persuade you to change your mind. No, you can't do that. Because, you see, even though you're my brother, you're my enemy. You and the people you represent are trying to destroy everything I believe in. And I'm not going to let you do it. Anna, call the operator and get the FBI on the phone. Wait. I suppose even in your lovely America, there's a penalty for treason. Of course. Go ahead. Turn me in. I'll swear that you helped me escape, brought me here, sheltered me. You're crazy. On the other hand, you can help me to establish identification. Provide me with a small loan and I'll not trouble you further. You're racing your breast, Carl. You, the war's over. Please, there's someone on the porch. Oh, Don't there. make a move, any of you. The house surrounded. You weren't very smart, Richard. Coming right to your brother's place. Please tell them. Wait, Anna. There's nothing to worry about. No, that's what you think, mister. I had no choice. You see, Peter was the only one willing to help me. I had to come here. Why, you dirty liar! Save it, mister. All right, boys. Put the bracelets on all three of them. Treason. Pete Rader and his wife might have hoped for justice. But the testimony of Pete's brother left little doubt as to the outcome of the trial. At the Daily Sentinel, Ed Lowry was giving Gunnigan, city editor, the benefit of his personal opinion. Now look, Gunnigan... If I even get down to the courtroom to cover the trial tomorrow, it's just going to be a formality, see? Okay, Lowry. We got four million readers interested in what happens to Pete Rader and his wife. So for once, let's be formal and get the news right from the feed box, huh? Well, sure, sure. I'll be there, all right. But I'm going to write my story today, see? Uh, you don't mind if I wait for the United States Supreme Court to verify it, do you? No, don't worry. You'll get your verification tomorrow. And the story is this. Pete's brother tells all. Implicate Pete and wife. Jury is out for less than a half hour. Both guilty. Electric chair for Pete. Life imprisonment for Anna. Huh. What about Carl Rader? Oh, Carl's just a prisoner of war. About all they can do is put him in a clink for the duration. But with Pete and his wife, you know, that's treason. They'll get to work. See if you can get to Pete Rader for an interview. Ah, the guy's colder than a fish. Just sits and stares at you like he wasn't even there. 
Oh, talk. Hasn't said five words since they indicted him for treason. Mm. Now, you can have my story all set up and ready to roll when that jury brings in the verdict. All I gotta do is get to a phone and say, Okay, Gunnigan, shoot the work. Peter and Manorator, guilty as charged of treason against the United States of America. Okay, Gunnigan, shoot the work, sweetheart. Mr. Reed, this is Gunnigan. Ted Lowry in there? I haven't seen him, Gunnigan. What's in your mind? Got to find him or expert or somebody to get a story. Hmm. What story? Just got a tip that Pete Raider is being moved to the death house this afternoon. Oh? It's our last chance to get something out of the guy. After he gets in there, no visitors. Hmm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't give two cents to read anything he has to say, either in the Sentinel or anyplace else. Uh, well, if you see Lowry, tell him I want to see him, will you? Yeah, sure. Oh, hello, Laurie. Where have you been? Huh? I've been out for coffee. Why? Well, it seems we have a shortage of good reporters around here. Oh, just a minute. Hello? Hello, Reed. This is Merrill over at headquarters. Oh, hello, Inspector. Just turned up a funny satellite on that Pete Raider story. Thought you might uh, make a story out of it. Why? And what is it? Listen. What is it? The guy had a safety deposit box at the First National, see? Yeah? What do you suppose we found in it? $7,000 worth of United States war bonds, my friend. Can you tie that? On the level? Sure. Maybe you guys can prod around to make something out of it, huh? Well, it's barely possible, Inspector. Just barely possible. Yep. Well, take it easy. Yeah, thanks for calling. Hey, something good, boss? Hmm? What? Oh. No, nothing. Hey, look. Did you come in here to ask me for the afternoon off? What do you... Hey, as a matter of fact... Okay, then beat it. I'm busy. And don't let Gunnigan see you. He hates reporters. Don't worry, boss. I'll slide right out the back way. Huh. <laughs> oh, Gunnigan. Yeah? Did you see Lowry? Well, I, uh, I was just going to pinch it for Lowry during the shortage. Huh? You kidding, boss? Well, I can still ask him what, where, why, who, when, and how, Gunnigan. And since there seems to be no one available, you want me to try for that interview? Oh, brother. Sure, go right ahead. I guess the guy ain't going to talk anyway. Hmm. Thanks. Pete? What do you want? Who are you? Britt Reed from the Daily Sentinel. Get Pete? out of here. I haven't a thing in the world to tell you. Well, in that case, I have something to tell you. Uh-uh. Pete, a little while ago, I talked to your wife, Anna. Anna? How is... She's on the verge of a nervous breakdown, Pete. Oh, Anna. Now, I'm not here for an interview. I just want to ask you one question. You can answer it or not, if you please. Yes? In the three years you worked at Peerless Aircraft... You weren't a little more than $14,000. You newspaper men know everything, don't you? Not everything. What I don't know is why a man just convicted of treason should have spent more than half his income for three years on United States war bonds. 
I'll tell them, please. No. Maybe I was going to frame them and send them back to Hitler. Speaking of frames, why would your brother Carl frame you into the electric chair? You... You believe that? Maybe. Very well, Reed. I hear they're moving me up the line this afternoon, so maybe it doesn't matter if I talk. Probably won't be around to read your story when it comes out anyway. Well, Peach, you never can tell. Well, let's have the story right from the beginning. Very well. You see, Carl and I were raised together in Germany. It was started this youth movement. Carl was one of the first. Yes? Who? Oh, Reed. Yes, tell me, come right in. Uh, this fellow Reed, I guess you've all met him, a young chap, publishes the Daily Sentinel. Sort of a happy-go-lucky guy, but you can trust him in prison there. Yeah, come in, Reed. I guess you know these boys better than Joe Baxter from the warden's office. Sure, all right, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, how'd you make out the Pete Reed? He talks. Yes, he tells a darn straight story. Yes, we heard some of it. Now look, Inspector, don't you think there's a chance that Pete Raider and his wife are innocent? What? Oh, now wait a minute, fella. I was on that party the Nab Raider right in Pete's house. Yeah, I know, Miller. Pete Raider goes to the electric chair. Sure, and his wife goes to the pen. What's wrong with that? Didn't they commit treason? Well, I, for one, don't think so. Just on the off chance that I might be right. Well, anyway, I have a proposition to make. Let's hear it, Reed. Now, look. This afternoon, there was quite a rumor around Newspaper Road of the effect that Pete's brother Carl is being moved back to a certain prison camp tonight. Uh, I was afraid the news would leak out. Somehow, the local cops can't keep things quiet like the FBI does. Yeah, but look. Supposing Carl Rader of the Nazi Luftwaffe should escape again. <laughs> Not a chance, Reed. That boy's all through playing hooky till the war's over. Yeah, but suppose he should escape. What would he do? Hmm? Well, he'd probably try to establish contact with... Oh, no, wait a minute. Are you trying to suggest... Yes. It might be that Oberleutnant Rader would be far more valuable to you as a fugitive than as a prisoner. Well, apparently, I'd be inclined to say that the risk is too great. Well, it's been done before. And if you remember, it was one of the greatest stunts ever pulled off in counterespionage. But Rader would know it was phony. Not if the one who helped him escape had an established reputation for, well, for such things. For instance, who? For instance, the Green Hornet. <laughs> you mean the Green Hornet, Reed, and I'd be glad to let Raider loose. That guy. Now, wait. Not necessarily that guy, but why not someone just like him? Eh? Have one of your own men pose as the Green Hornet, complete with mask, gas gun, black car, everything. And then arrange to have the car-bearing Raider stopped at some lonely spot. The make-believe Green Hornet pretends to gas the guards and helps Raider escape. And then? Well, if you were Raider in such a spot, wouldn't you be inclined to trust the man who helped you escape? But of course, it isn't up to me to suggest. Uh, that sounds pretty risky. Well, personally, I think it might be worth a try. We can keep the guy in check, pick him up again. How about it, Millie? Just what does all this have to do with proving Pete Raider and his wife are innocent of treason? This much. Right now, Carl Rader is only a prisoner of war, being held in safekeeping, as it were. But you all saw how eager he was to talk at the trial. That's right. Now, if you could establish that Carl Rader was active in espionage, he'd face a pretty stiff sentence, wouldn't he? Sure, he could get the works for that. Well, just give him a chance and see how active he gets. And when the going gets tough, listen to him squeal. That evening, Britt Reed was in his apartment, making preparations for one of the most daring adventures of his career. Reed spoke to his Filipino valet, Cato. 
the only living person to know his true identity. The identity of the Green Hornet, scourge of the underworld. <laughs> you should have seen Inspector Merrill's face when I mentioned the Green Hornet. Inspector perhaps does not care for Hornet, eh? Well, he cares all right. I believe that man had traded his right arm for a chance to nail the Green Hornet. Well, if we're not careful tonight... Who knows Raider is being moved tonight? Well, there's been considerable talk about it, Cato. The story leaked out. It's all over newspaper row. It's reasonable enough that the Hornet would hear it. Mm -hmm. Just what is planned for tonight, Mr. Britt? I'll tell you as we go along. Come on, Cato, let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brett Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. The section of the wall in front rose automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. My brother isn't fit to serve on the Fuhrer. He... He would, Carl. What is that in the road ahead? Ah, uh, just a lucky detour. Yeah, pull up a second, Miller. Let's see what the chances are going through. Maybe just the construction repaired, yeah. Yeah. Don't move, any of you. Is Carl Rader in that car? Yes, I'm here. Who is it? Never mind who. Come on, get out of there. Oh, no, you don't. You're right where you are, Rader. You boys don't want to get hurt. Keep your hands in plain sight and don't move. Come on, Raider, and get out. Why, say, you're the Green Hornet. <laughs> I'll bet you think you're kidding, Inspector. The Green Hornet. I've heard of you many times, but how... Never mind this... the questions. Come on. Just so you boys don't get any ideas about following hey, look us. Look out. That gun is loaded with gas. It sure is. And no fooling, Mr. Hapson. Oh, that gun. Real gas. It is the Green Hornet. All right, jump in. Hurry. <laughs> Now tell me, how does it happen that you uh, brought about my escape just now? If you know anything about the Green Hornet, then you know there's just one reason behind most of the things I do. Money? Money. I was well paid for tonight's work in advance. That was very considerate and very clever of my colleagues. Did they give you any uh, instructions for me? None. Must be a valuable guy to the Nazis, huh? Apparently, yes. Huh. Well, here's some money I was supposed to give you. There's some clothes in the back. I suppose they'll fix you up with whatever else you need. Yes. Ah, this is wonderful. For a while, I thought the Gestapo had forgotten me. You can let me out anywhere in Roselawn. Roselawn? That's 20 miles from here. Hey, wake up. Merrill. Oh, my head. What happened to you? Our beautiful plan, remember? Oh, crazy fool. You didn't have to use real gas in that gun. That crazy fool was the Green Hornet. The real McCoy. 
Come on, Inspector, snap out of it. You mean to say... Yes, we sat here like a couple of schoolboys, while the Green Hornet, the genuine guaranteed to make your headache hornet, grabbed off the brass ring. Oh, but listen, we were the ones who planted that phony detour sign so that a man posing as a Green Hornet could make a snatch on radar. Where's our Green Hornet? Probably laying on the brush someplace with Green Hornet stickers all over him. For all I care, he can stay there. Right now, I'm going back to the city and start the biggest manhunt you ever heard of. Yes, it sure really is a bad hombre to have running around on the loose. Right on my necktie. I'm going after the Green Hornet. I'm going to stick on this trail until I get him. If it takes 20 years. Calling all cars. All cars. Stand by. Watch for the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet traveling with Carl Rader escaped Nazi flyer. Watch all highways for Green Hornet's car, the Black Beauty. Follow usual order. Shoot to kill. Miller, I've always been a hard-working, thrifty Scotsman. And while I hate gambling, I always like to bet on a few of things. I'll bet you $10 your boys don't find a trace of the Green Hornet. And if they do, I'll bet you $20 to get away. Okay, you're on. I'll smoke out that slippery devil if it takes a million years. Brother, you just ain't giving yourself enough time. At a distinctive home in the ultra-fashionable residential suburb of Rotelawn, a group of grim-faced men stood silently, tensely, listening to the police news being broadcast through a powerful radio receiver. The Green Hornet traveling with Carl Rader escaped Nazi Shut fire. Shut up, radio. Watch all highways. Listen. You men, get out of sight in the other room. Yeah? Who is it? I got a message. A message is urgent. Uh, what message have you? It is from Mr. Dorman. I am Mr. Dorman. The message. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Come in, Hitler. I see you recognize me. Yes. You've had much publicity. <laughs> Too much, in fact. Mm, perhaps. However, don't you think this Second escape of mine, a good blow at American morale. You have been in America but a few weeks. I have been here for years. The morale of these people is easy to underestimate. Now, tell me why you came here and how you know about this place. I learned of your address while in the prison camp. And as for coming here, why not? As head of the Gestapo, it should be fairly easy for you to arrange my transportation back to Germany. Submarine, perhaps, or mm. something... You are fortunate, perhaps. Uh, come along and meet some of my men. Uh, gentlemen, this is Oberleutnant Karl Rader, of whom you have heard much recently. I did love. This is Heinrich von Maker. I did love. Captain Wagner. I did love. Richard Rausch. I did love. And Captain Johann Clymer. I did love. It is your good fortune that Captain Timer is in command of a submarine now laying off the New Jersey coast. Splendid. It would be good to be back in Germany again. Uh, tell me, 
How is everything in Germany, Veda? Mm, a little difficult, perhaps. Uh, the civilian population, of course, they are uneasy at times. However, the military is as strong and determined as ever. Yeah, good, good. The struggle for victory has been difficult and is even now becoming more so. But the new German order will triumph, as always before. Your spirit is commendable, Raider. Uh, by the way, you have my deepest sympathy in the unfortunate fate of your brother, Peter. It was my mistake to believe that Peter would help me. It was his mistake to refuse. I have no regret. Spoken like a true German. Yeah, yeah. And now I propose a toast to the fatherland and the victory that lies ahead. And then, Carl, you shall tell us how you so cleverly arranged your escape tonight through that arch-criminal, the Green Hornet, and how you eluded the police and made your way here to Roselawn. No, I... But... I was about to thank you for making my escape possible. I don't understand. Wasn't it you who Wait. Had... What did you say? The Green Hornet told me that he had been well paid in advance to effect my escape. Paid? By who? His influence clearly suggested the Gestapo. No, no, Raider. I am in charge of every Gestapo operation in this area. And we had nothing whatever to do with your escape tonight. Nor with the Green Hornet either. Now then, who? How did How he did you come here to this house? The Green Hornet drove me to Roselawn. I inquired where you oh, lived. Oh, you I... fool! The whole thing is a trap. Smash that radio. For all we know, the house may be surrounded at this very moment. Hurry, don't bother about anything else. Let's get out of here. But I don't understand this at all. Why oh, any... shut up, you blundering idiot. You put our heads in a noose. And in your case, no noose would be good news, eh, Dorman? The Green Hornet. Only Shekeldrover could see you now. But maybe he looks kind of worried himself. And listen, listen, Hornet. I don't know what you want, but listen. Put away that gun. We want him. We can make you a very wealthy man. Yeah, with what? One of Hitler's personal checks? Here, let me show let you. Let me show you! Yankee style! All right, take it, you rats! And as for you, Mr. Raider... No, don't! Leave! Me! Now, you louse. I want to know why you framed your brother Pete on that treason charge. Because he wouldn't have me. Just what I thought. All right, stand up. You're going to write a complete confession. Clearing your brother's name. How did you follow me here? I thought you'd overvade. I just drive away. There was a man in the back end of my car, all during your joyride. And when you got out of my car, he was right on your heels. Now, here. Get busy and write what I tell you. Boy, that Pete Raider sure turned out to be an all-American... Oh, hello, Inspector. Hi, Mr. Miller. Hi, Lowry. Morning, Lowry. Have a chair. Inspector, Mr. Miller were just telling me about cleaning out that rat's nest last night. Boy, we really made a haul. Got every one of them. Well, that is, excepting the Green Hornet. Yes, and uh, here's the $10 there. I said you can even get a trace of Trace? Well, he was right there, and we raided the place on Roselawn. Slid right out between our fingers, almost. Man, how that fella can drive a car. And what a car. Oh, yeah. And uh, here's the 20 I owe you, Inspector, for letting him get away. Uh, uh, how'd you happen to uncover that place in Roselawn? I got a phone call. We piled out there and found the whole bunch of them tied up like turkeys. Oh, I'd sure like to know what happened out there. Well, that ought to be interesting. Well, I've got to be getting along. Coming, Inspector? Sure, uh, right along with you. Oh, uh, Larry. 
You can see in that story you're doing on Pete Radar that he's been reinstated at Fearless Aircraft with a good promotion. Fine. The guy sure deserves it. Yeah, and look, you can also say that Jimmy Miller is personally supervising the hunt for the Green Hornet. And that we expect an early arrest. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Miller. That's what we always put in at the end of the story. Expecting early arrest. Oh, don't worry. Someday I'll come face to face with that smart guy, and then I'm going <laughs> to... Hey, what's funny, Reed? Uh, oh, I, uh, I was just thinking of that uh, bet you lost, Miller. Too bad. <laughs> come on, Miller, let's go. <laughs> Just heard the adventure, Detour to Justice. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They are copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Hyde speaking. This program came to you from the studios of WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.